What's up, soccer players? Welcome to this latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Sebastian. Sebastian, how are you doing today, man? Hey, Andy. Doing well. Um, ready for another weekend. Here we go. Um, another week of work and another weekend of soccer coming up. How are you doing? Yes, that's right, man. Doing good. Doing good. Um, I got to stop going to bed so late, man. I, I got to stick to the basics of recovery eating, sleeping, hydration, that sleeping part, man. I keep on going to bed so late for no reason. No yeah. reason. So. Yeah, I would say that's been my biggest issue going into adulthood. Um, I Same, same. Like, there's just, like, stuff I want to do or things I need to do or maybe I just want to play FIFA. But, like, when's the best time to do it? It's at night. And then I end up still having responsibilities in the morning and then you just <laughs> get four hours of sleep. <laughs> so pra- practice what we preach not what we do <laughs> that's, that's right that's right i mean yeah well we'll leave it there but um how are you what's good um everything is good man uh got a got a couple sessions today with some soccer players looking forward to that um it's, it's really fun being out there with some soccer players so it always makes the end of the week a little bit better doing that on fridays um and then um uh, as far as like watching soccer this weekend a little bit of mls playoff action and everything coming up so i'm excited for it that's right what you that's got right. Going on? um let's see weekend some of the teams got some games so i'll be working that a little bit um other than that kind of just going with the flow and working on a few projects that hopefully we can we can share with you guys pretty soon and uh and yeah that's pretty much it perfect well, let's get into today's episode then. Fun topic. Um, you want to go ahead and share it with everybody? Yeah, we're going to go two topics today. Um, to start off, we're going to discuss why players cramp because um, it's an important discussion because players tend to cramp when they really, really need their energy the most. Um, yeah. And then we'll take a break. And then when we come back from the break, we'll discuss how players, professional players, who are going to be going to the World Cup um, are taking a slightly different approach to injuries they may pick up in the next week or two. Um, so that'll also be a fun discussion. But let's get started with the the whole cramping issue. Like, what do you think? Why do players cramp? And like, what's your, what's your thoughts behind that? I think uh, our easy first answer going into that is just hydration. Um, main thing right if your body doesn't have the fluids to um kind of allow you to sweat during a game and if you're if you're in a game and you're sweating and you don't have enough fluids in you um then your body is gonna eventually get to a point where it just doesn't have the ability to contract muscles like it needs to and then they start cramping up and that's why we tend to see it near the end of games because that's when that hydration issue really comes to the front um i remember when I was in high school and I would have teammates that would cramp up at the end of games and I'd be like, how, why, like, why is this happening? Like, why has this never happened to me? Um, thankfully I've never experienced a cramp in the game. Um, but I, I mean, they, they look super painful. So I, I'm not one to say, sit there and be like, Oh yeah, no, 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 you're fine. Like they look super painful. And I, I, I totally understand that. Um, but before really, before really delving deep into it, um, what exactly is happening in the muscles when we do get a cramp yeah it 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 gets pretty deep because you you go back to all the way like the the basics of muscle contraction um essentially what's happening during a cramp is 
we all know that muscles contract and relax. Um, but what you don't know is if you do a very simple bicep curl, right, if you just raise your arm up towards your, your body, your muscle is contracting and relaxing like hundreds of times in that short time span. It's, a, it's like a, um, it's almost like tug of war. Like you're pulling the rope and your hands are constantly moving the rope as you're pulling it towards you. Every time you move your hand, that's a new contraction. Um, when you cramp up, it's because your muscle can no longer contract or relax and you're stuck in a state that's kind of in between, which could be pretty painful, especially if your brain is telling your body to not be there, to move anyway. Um, and that's essentially what's happening. And there's a whole bunch of science stuff that goes behind that, but that's the basics of, of a cramp. Yeah, and there's there's a, a ton of small, like, little particles moving around and trying to grab onto each other and contract. And we need a lot of calcium um, in order for that to happen. And, and that's why we always preach drinks with electrolytes during our soccer games. Um, we don't, yes, we want hydration in the sense of water. And that's what you should be doing during the week leading up to your games and into training. But during games, we preach electrolytes because those are the things that need to go into the muscle to allow for the contractions to happen. Now, even if you're drinking it during halftime, it, at the at some point, it it's tough to get those molecules to get to the muscle in time, essentially, or in order for them to, basically, in order for them to like allow for the muscle to contract, right? So, if you need calcium or whatever electrolytes to get to the muscle, you need to drink it, and at some point, then your body has to digest it and then go through your blood flow and get to the muscle. So, if if you're waiting for game day to start hydrating. You're going to be behind. And that's why, as far as preventing cramps, we talk about hydration. We want to do that all during the week. You can't just be thinking, oh, yeah, I woke up and I had two two bottles of water this morning and I had my Gatorade for the game. Like, you might be fine. But if you're already predisposed to cramps, if you've had cramps before, the best way to prevent it is hydrate during the week. You just got to, you got to stay hydrated all the time, and that's going to really help. Mm-hmm. And that's that's so massive because... You think about what is that water actually doing? And then you think about your blood, which is mostly water. And you think about the fact that your your blood volume will change if you sweat a lot. And then you think about, oh, how does that calcium, how does whatever nutrient I need actually get to the muscle that I need it to go to? It, that happens through blood flow. Mm-hmm. So the, the water is so important. It's so important. Um along with the nutrients that go with it. And I think another thing that that's really important is just staying in overall good shape. Um, because whenever you're, you're doing high level intensity aerobic exercise, your, your muscle structure changes a little bit. And some of the things that you need in terms of, um, using fuel efficiently and making more fuel, um, that can be improved with good conditioning. So, if you, if I actually had a discussion with a player the other day who cramped up for the first time in a very long time during a, a derby match. And he's like, yeah, I never really cramped up before. And that was my first time. And I was like, well, that was a derby, yeah? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, um, would you say that was the most you've ever tried in a training session or a match up to this point so far this year? And he said, yes. And I'm like, okay, well, that, that kind of makes sense, right? Because 
you pushed your body to a limit that's never been pushed before. And all of those structures, like your hydration was also pushed, your your capacity to hold nutrients was also, everything was pushed to the limit. And you went past it and you cramped because of that. So if you're not training with good intensity, you'll never reach those points and your body will never fully adapt to not cramp at that point. Um, so if, if that's something that you're noticing, then that's something to consider. Yeah, for sure. And I think we need to also acknowledge that you shouldn't be cramping all the time, right? If, if you are cramping every single training you have and every single match you have, you, that's something that should be addressed. And, and that just means you're pushing yourself to that limit every single time. And there, there's a point at which that just becomes unhealthy for your body. It, it means if you're doing that every single time, you're probably going a little bit too hard and maybe need to take a step back and evaluate how much you're doing. And maybe you start thinking about it a little bit more going into your trainings and your maybe not the matches, right? You don't want to be thinking about that so much in matches, but in training, you, you don't necessarily want to get to a point where you are cramping. You, if you are training and you're doing a solo session or with a few friends and you, you start getting to that point where you're like, all right, it's starting to feel like I might cramp up soon. That, that should be your cue to stop, mm-hmm. right? You're taking your point yourself to a point of near exhaustive fatigue. And then you kind of let your body recover from that. And then hopefully next time, maybe you can play an extra one, two, five minutes, and then you build up that way, but don't take yourself to a point of having cramps every single time that at some point your body will, will do more than just cramping if you're taking yourself to that to that point every time. That is true. And if you're taking yourself to that point, chances are your recovery that you'll need for that session will be a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And now you're trading away even more training time to recover from a session that went overboard. So it's not really good for you in that sense either. Mm-hmm. Um. Pretty much, I, I guess the one thing that that maybe we should touch on before we we take a short break is some players are like you were mentioning, genetically predisposed to to cramps, right? Like it, it's a thing where you could be predisposed to just having these these issues. Yeah. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's unlucky. Just like anytime you're predisposed to something that like causes pain or discomfort or even diseases like that you know it's unfortunate but you can't control that um but there there is some evidence out there that shows that there are some people that are just genetically predisposed to having cramps and so if you're one of those people you really need to take and take that into account and they're like all right you know like my grandpa like my mom like my brother my sister like they, they've all had cramps before and now i'm starting to have them too like that means you should probably be proactive about it you should mm do what we're talking about with the hydration ensure that if you're going to training or a match that you're bringing something that's going to have electrolytes to have during halftime or like right before the game or or maybe even like mid second half you can if there's like a foul or stoppage you can run over and drink a little bit of that um do all the correct things to build up your tolerance so that hopefully you're not cramping up now obviously if it's like a playoff game and you you you're going to play 120 minutes like yeah you can never really recreate that until that point in time um but you really want to be as proactive as possible knowing that you're more predisposed than other people to, to try to reduce that risk as much as possible agreed agreed do you um, have any other tips other than just like hydrating and having your electrolytes and kind of monitoring your work monitoring your workload mm, i i think if you're still one of those players at that point 
Um, maybe it's time you reach out to your primary care physician or a registered dietitian and yeah, have them that. maybe check check over some blood work or something like that. Um, or maybe that's time to do like a sweat analysis at that point where they can take a portion of your sweat from uh, a training session and they can analyze it to see, oh, like you actually do have this weird thing. Um, yeah. Here are some adjustments specifically for you. But yeah, um, and, I, I would say... 80% of you who may be interested in that, that, that probably isn't your first go-to, but for a few people, yeah, it actually yeah, I think is. It definitely gets to that point for some people. And like, like you said, a registered dietitian might be like the right person for that because, yeah, we, we know some stuff about nutrition and all that, but there's people that focus and hone in on just that, and I think they would be the go-tos for that. Yeah, yeah. Um so that's pretty much it for that. Uh, let's take a short break and we'll come back. We'll discuss how players are approaching injuries and recovery um, very, very differently as we get closer to the World Cup. So don't go anywhere. VTruve is a reliable, affordable, and easy-to-use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about VTruve today. The Soccer Fitness Experience Podcast is an official partner of Concussion Corner Academy a 12-week program designed for the working healthcare professional looking for top-notch educational content in the concussion sector. So if your rehab provider wants to learn more about concussion evaluation and treatment, check out the link in our show notes. All we ask is if you like what you see and want to enroll, use our affiliate link in the description to help support the show. All right, we are back on the Soccer Fitness Experience. Uh, It's been a very interesting, I think, week or two where We've had a good amount of high-profile players get some pretty significant injuries, but also a few players who have not gotten, I don't want to say the word minor, but more short-term, two, three, four-ish weeks type of injuries. And a lot of them are going to the World Cup, and they've been, at least from our perspective, slightly vocal with the fact that they don't want to be rushed, and they want to make sure they're 100% going into Qatar. Um, What have you seen? What are your thoughts? So I think I think it's very understandable for players being like, yeah, I want to rest up for the World Cup because um, especially if you're honestly any, on any team, right? Even if you're competing for Champions Leagues every single year, like the World Cup only comes around every four years and you only get so many opportunities to go represent your country and go partake in it. So I fully understand players want, wanting to be careful. Um, I think that the, the best example I can think of right now is uh, – Messi had that um, nagging calf injury, and he's had calf injuries before. And my, where my head always goes when somebody has a calf strain is remembering the NBA Finals a few years ago. Um, Kevin Durant, I think he had pulled his one of, one of his calf muscles, and then he came back, I think, one or two games later. And I think first quarter, boom, tears his Achilles. Mm-hmm. And, like, Messi's, what, 35 now? maybe a little older same same age so he's he's getting to like peak like high risk for that happening now i'm not saying it's going to happen it's not necessarily common but that's when you're more most at risk so if you're messy and you have a cast and you're playing on psg you're in first place in league on but you don't really care about that 
anyway. You're doing well in Champions League. Uh, you got Mbappe and his personality. Like, what what's the motivation to go out there and like risk yourself in any of these games right now? Right, you're not playing for a Champions League final right now. You're essentially already qualified for the next round. So like, why would he come back right now? Mm-hmm. If I'm Messi, yep. I'm asking for uh, until I feel a hundred percent. Like I'm not playing at ninety percent, not ninety five percent. I need to be one hundred percent if I'm playing, and I just want to stay match fit for the World Cup. So I can't blame him for that. Um, and I think that there's other examples of that going on too. What are your thoughts? I think that the way players are handling their injuries right now in a very, very ideal world is the way they should normally handle them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> of coming back when they're truly a hundred percent fully healthy. Uh, obviously in the professional world, that doesn't happen too much because we got to win, you know, we need three There's points. A lot of people with a lot of money going into it. Yeah. Including the players. So um, oftentimes they come back with, with a little bit of a, a risk with them. Um, everybody knows it. It's not like, you know, it's a hidden thing, but um, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really blame these players. And the, the, the one thing that I saw that, that was slightly shocking as I saw that comable, um, I don't know if it actually happened. I just saw it on Twitter um, requested that all of their players from their region um, be exempt from the last round of league matches before Qatar. Uh, so their players could rest. And I was like, huh, that'll be interesting to see what actually happens. It, if we'll, like it makes sense too, though. It, it makes perfect sense because the time in between is not enough and all sorts of other things. But isn't it just look at it's yeah, it's, it, they have seven like from days from Premier of League camp. to first first game. Yeah. Like where like Ecuador has like a few players in the Premier League and, and Germany and everything. And it's like a week. Mm-hmm. And then you got to play in the world, first first game of the World Cup. Like, yeah, what, what if you just pick up like anything, any knock, any injury, like a week? Yeah, it's it's crazy that that's the time span that that we currently have. Um, but we'll see because some of the camaraderie, Argentina, right? This team, they're tight, man. If they decide as a, if Emmy Martinez and Messi decide as a group, nobody is playing the last round of matches. Yeah, it's. It's not going to happen, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's 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 a wrap. They they will, I don't know. We'll mysteriously see that nobody will be, nobody will be on the roster that day, or maybe they'll all be on the bench, or maybe forty five minutes or something like that. But um, imagine your PSG's coach. You play Messi, he gets injured. Imagine what what that midfielder, what Rodrigo De Paul, will do to you. <laughs> You've seen how that he's dude will kill, he'll kill anybody that touches Messi. He's he's on a strike. Uh, he's on a flight straight to Paris, man. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's. Yeah. No. And you know what? If I'm a manager, I don't even know if I want to touch that either. Yeah. Like, do you want to be the one responsible for that? Exactly. But I, I think that one, one thing I thought of the, uh, recently was um, Luis Diaz picked up an injury with Liverpool, and he's going to be out like eight weeks, essentially through the World Cup. Now, Colombia's mm-hmm. not going to be in the World Cup. Sad. But mm-hmm. if if Colombia was in the World Cup and he picked up that injury, like, that's so tragic. Like, yeah, it's an eight-week injury, which, like, if the World Cup had happened in the summer, if it was happening next summer, or... Even like even if he had picked that injury up like near the end of the season, near the near the Champions League final or something, like 
there's mm-hmm. a chance he could make it back for like the quarters or something like that. Yeah. But now he picks up that injury and like that is it. You pick up yeah. any injury that's not just like a two week knock right now. You like you risk entire tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's it's tough. Like Kyle Walker. Kyle tough. Walker. Not a hundred percent sure exactly what the surgery he had. Um, it was like abdominal groin injury um, that he oh, had surgery for. Like he's out for the World Cup. Yeah. I'm fairly confident he's out for the World Cup, and like that sucks for for England because he's their, in my opinion, best defensive right back. And for him because he misses out on going to the World Cup, where England are expected to do pretty well. Yeah, yeah, that that is unfortunate. Yeah, and you know, player players are watching too, and they take note of that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people in that city room are going and they're like, oh, I don't want that. You know, yeah. it's it's tough. But I mean, that's football when you're playing in six league competitions and then you have an international tournament in between all that. Sometimes yeah. things happen. Paulo, Paulo um, Dybala, he's out for the World Cup. Mm, what's going on with him? His, his hamstring, was it? Uh, I forget the exact injury he had. I was um, I was watching the video the and it's tragic. Yeah, he was kicking a penalty, and it looked like he injured something yeah, in the yeah, back yeah. of his body. That's what I saw. I think kick. I think it was a rectus femoris, uh, was or, it? or a biceps femoris. I just um I don't remember the exact um, reading I had, but that's that's minimum four to six weeks. So yeah. maybe yeah. he makes it back, but he wouldn't if he if he makes it. He's not playing first first or second match. Like he he'd be there for the hopefully second round and quarterfinals and whatnot. Um, mm. Or if it's like a need to win uh, third uh, group stage match. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully he ends up making it back. Because it, it's also the case of like you don't want to watch the World Cup without the best players there. No, absolutely not. Right? Like you might have yeah. your favorites. You might have players that you don't like um, for whatever reasons. Like who, I don't know, whatever players you might not like. But at the same time, like you want to watch the best games. Yeah, you want to yeah, you yeah. want to see these games be as skillful as possible. If Messi's out injured, yeah, Argentina might do well anyway, but like it it just wouldn't feel the same. No, yeah, no, you want every player there, and every player wants to be there, and um, yeah, hopefully that these players and these clubs can get at some agreement that you know they <clears throat> they won't go overboard in in those last few weeks before the World Cup, and they can hopefully arrive mostly healthy um i i was really a fan at first i hated the winter world cup idea and then a few weeks ago i was like you know what thanksgiving christmas world cup it's kind of nice now i'm really thinking i'm like you know what yeah like this isn't this is not ideal you, you can't be leaving your season halfway through and trying to finish off well there going no break into a tournament and then flying back again no break and going straight through that just doesn't they really need that month before to to train together and get right and healthy and everything yeah and injuries will always happen right you can never 100 percent reduce the chance of all of them mm-hmm. but we should do like the best we can to reduce the risk and the best we can to allow for the best players to be there that, that, those are my two cents Ho- hopefully minimal injuries from here on to the end of the amount of time we have in the club season before the world cup and then you know hopefully we get as many of the best players in the world out there no for sure for sure um that's pretty much everything we got for you guys today um be sure to like comment share and subscribe 
Um, share with all your friends, teammates, coaches, physios, strength coaches, whoever you think might be able to gain some value from this episode. And we will see you all next week. Yes, sir.